0: All right, let me make sure the video is recording. Yay, there we go. Uh, (laughs) Welcome to Ben and Walker Movie Show. I am your co-host, Ben Davis. I'm, of course, joined by my uh, other co-host, Walker Holt. And we're excited to have a conversation with you about one of our favorite things in the world, Movies. Uh, if this is your first time being here with us, welcome. We're, we're so glad to have you here. And while you're here, be sure to smash that subscribe button so you can stay up to date with all our latest content. uh And leave a like because that that helps us out a great deal, and it helps drive people to our show. And it would absolutely mean a lot to to both of us. Uh, this week's episode is 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 different. From our two previous entries, uh, but very familiar familiar to those who who have been following uh, me before Walker and I came uh, on board together. This is the show that really really started it all with with me podcasting about movies, where we pick a movie to discuss, usually a movie that is celebrating an anniversary of some kind, one that has like a sequel, a prequel, spinoff coming out, one that we really want to discuss a cele- or celebrate an actor or a director or one where it's celebrating an hol- a holiday like coming up with halloween um and just do a deep dive on that film where we discuss how we felt about it when we first saw it compared to now we go over the rotten tomatoes score get into some fun facts which is by the way a a section that it should be totally taken seriously kidding obviously and wrap up the show by giving out awards to our favorite scenes, our least favorite scenes, best performance, the Does This Make Sense Award, which again, totally taken seriously. Um, and finally, wrap it up with the MVP of the movie. Uh, now, that we got that out of the way, Walker, how are you doing today, buddy?
1: I'm good, man. I'm good. It's good to be here. We had a big storm come through eastern North Carolina this weekend, and it was not not a hurricane, but but... Kind of a tropical storm, so um, we're glad to get through that. No damage, no no harms, um, all good. I uh, was able to keep my tea time this morning on uh, Sunday morning Ooh. when we're recording this. I uh,
0: how's that swing treating you?
1: Oh man, uh, it's a bad. It's a stupid sport. I I do not like it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I it's so hard. I I keep talking about this every week. If you listened last week, you heard about my my woes with it. I. I stopped keeping score around the fifth hole today because I was already at you know six hundred. Um, so I, I, I hate it. I, I, I almost. <laughs> You're quit. better than me. I, uh, I'm gonna need to. I don't know. I, I. It's everything I can do to keep it together out there. It's driving me insane. I'm terrible at it. How are you doing? How's your weekend going?
0: Not bad, man. Not bad. Uh, for those listening. And I'm going to apologize in advance. I am a little under the weather. Uh, I have—I don't know what it is, Walker, but for the past like month, I have been sick nonstop. It started at the uh, the the middle of August, had this really bad cold that turned into a sinus infection, and then it went away. And then last week. It was just a really bad cough, really sore throat, had the really bad congestion. And then like I was fine for like three days and now it's back again. It, it is – it's the worst. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what it is. I want it to stop. Make it stop. Make it stop. I'll work on but, it. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. But other than that, it's been pretty good. Uh, had the, the house to my myself with – well, I say myself, but it was just me and Zoe – and this was my first time spending just multiple days with just us two. Uh, I was on full dad duty. Carly was out oh, of yeah. town on business. So it's a lot of fun, man. Had a lot of fun with, with my girl. She is a cookie monster. She loves those like little pill, uh, Pillsbury Doughboy cookies that are out this time of year with like the the pumpkins and stuff on it. Mm-hmm.
1: Me too. God, I had not had those in a but, while. Those are good. Dude, they're, they're so good. They're so good. But
0: we we made those together. And she said her first full sentence. Uh, what was it? I was, like, I was like, you're such a little cookie monster. Because she kept asking for cookies. And she said, I'm not a cookie monster.
1: That's great.
0: Verbatim. right. <laughs> verbatim. That's it it sounded just as clear as that. Yeah. and i was like straight. what and i was like what where did that come from and i've been trying to get her to say it again and she's just like nah nah dude
1: <laughs> how, but, how old is yeah,
0: she uh she is 19 months
1: that's awesome
0: she that's awesome. yeah man she she's a little peanut but let's move on to our our, our main topic today we're going to be discussing uh or oh, We're going to be talking about the 2013 masterpiece, yes, I said masterpiece, Prisoners, a film which is celebrating its 10-year anniversary this month. Uh, it's a film directed by Denis Villeneuve, it stars Hugh Jackman, Jake Gyllenhaal, Vala Davis, Maria Bello, Terrence Howard, Melissa Leo, and Paul Dano if you aren't familiar with prisoners the plot synopsis reads like such according to google and let me look at this here in the very tiny writing uh keller dover faces a parent's worst nightmare when his six-year-old daughter anna and her friend go missing the only lead is an old uh motorhome that has been parked on their street the head of the investigation detective loki uh, arrests the driver but the lack of evidence forces Loki to release his only suspect. Dover, knowing that his daughter's life is at stake, decides that he has no choice but to make or to take matters into his own hands. Uh, It's a little hard for me to believe that this movie's 10 years old. It's absolutely wild. But it's it's even harder to believe... (laughs) It really does, man. It's even harder to believe that You know, when this film came out initially, it received very little awards acclaim with only, I think, just one nomination. And it was for um, cinematography from the great Roger Deakins. And in its defense, I think, you know, 2013 is a very, very good year for cinema. In fact, it's one of my personal favorite years for cinema. But in particular, the awards contenders that year were a lot of heavy hitters. You had films like Wolf of Wall Street, Gravity, 12 Years a Slave, her, American Hustle, and, and Dallas Buyers Club, and they really soaked up all the attention. You know, as as many film pundits do, we always like to go back and see what won and kind of reassess, you know, what should have won or been nominated. And I see prisoners on a awful lot of people's list looking back at 2013 in film. So Walker, when was the the first time you saw prisoners and how does it compare to how you feel about it now?
1: So I I only saw prisoners a year and a half ago for the first time. I, I I did not see it in 2013 or any time in the last the first eight years it was released. My, my now brother-in-law, Jared, um, we flew out to Texas to, to, for me to meet him and, and my wife to, to visit him. And, uh, this is before we were married, before we were engaged. And, uh, (laughs) <laughs> while we were there he was like oh yeah have you seen prison i mean just a random recommendation in eight nine years after it was released just like have you seen prisoners and we are like i don't think i i had it on my list so i keep a list typically of uh um both new movies that like i'm trying to catch up on you know i haven't seen the new way i've seen this list, absurd. Yeah, seen it's, this uh, list. It's, it's absurd yeah maybe we'll release it one day <laughs> um just <laughs> and, but it also has as parts of mo- like classic movies those like the movies that every time I say I haven't seen them, people are like, you haven't seen point break. And it's like, uh, I'm sorry. No, I haven't seen it. Um, so it was it's on still- that list. It, it was just on several lit. It was on several like top lists. I, I knew. So it was just obviously a, a recommendation from, from critics I respect. And, uh, when he recommended it, I thought Jess and I would, would enjoy watching it together. She didn't end up watching it with me, but I, I really enjoyed it. I, I, I liked it the first time immediately. I was like, that, that's a good movie. I recommended it to her. Um she she it turns out she had seen it. Um she just didn't mm-hmm. remember the actual movie. But uh I, I I really liked it right off the bat. I was like, that 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 seems like an easy movie to recommend to anybody. Like anyone would like it. And then I watched it again this weekend to prep for the show. I like it way more now. I think it's yeah. fantastic. I, I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I finished the movie and turned to my wife and said, "That might be a perfect movie." That, I mean, it, that was awesome. Now, I will say, I, I talked it out. We thought about it. I don't necessarily think it's a perfect movie. It's a, a great movie. It is an awesome. But when I say perfect, I almost gave it a hundred out of a hundred. But I, I, I started thinking some things through, and a couple things knocked it down a little bit. But all in all, awesome. Loved it. Would recommend it to anyone can't imagine not enjoy- i mean there's some intensity in it that can be uncomfortable for people i can yeah. certainly understand that i also don't have children so i imagine watching that i'm sure you'll speak on it, it, it it's a whole different lens i'm sure and i i can't imagine it but from from, a whole from, from my perspective it it i mean it's it you said a masterpiece that's what it is
0: yeah you know like so unlike you the first time i i, I saw this film first time i saw prisoners was in theaters it was at atlantic station cinema and i was a, 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 a it's my favorite theater my favorite theater is atlantic station cinema i'm a little biased though i used to work there i was like an assistant manager at one point and this i saw this movie where i was i was in the middle of my first bodybuilding prep and i was so hungry i was i, just, I remember that feeling of going into the theater and feeling so slumped over because all i could smell was like that fresh buttered popcorn and i couldn't have any of it and it was the worst it was the it was the worst especially because i worked there so it was the worst it was like torture it's all form of torture um and i just that's just a memory that that sticks into my my brain but I remember trying to really hard to, to go see this, but I missed it for like the first two weeks it was out. And finally, like on a random Tuesday afternoon, I, I, I finally got around to seeing it and I was completely floored by it. You know, like I, I found it incredibly haunting. I found it moving uh, I, I, and tremendously well acted and directed. This is the first uh, Denis Villeneuve film that I ever saw and I also found it very thought provoking. Uh, if I re- remember correctly, I think I, I I had this as my my third favorite film of, of 2013. I think Man of Steel was number one, Wolf of Wall Street was two. This was three. Uh, but just because it was that high on my list doesn't mean I, I went back to watch it over and over again. You know, there are certain movies that I think are excellent. I think are excellent movies like the aforementioned Twelve Years a Slave or Schindler's List. That I can I can really only watch those movies one time and then I'm good.
1: Yeah, subject not, matter. They're, they're...
0: It's so dark. It's yeah. It's they're not so branded dark. as
1: rewatchable. Yeah.
0: No, no. Uh, but you know, Prisoners is, is a lot like that for me. Or I found it very difficult to watch, but I I so deeply admired it. And watching it in preparation for today's show, I I was kind of a, a little shaky because. You know, I'm now a father of a little girl, like I mentioned at the top of this show, and you know, I could only think of how much this movie would affect me now because, you know, I would do anything uh, for for my for my little girl, you know, and and boy, does this film hit harder now as a as as a father? It, it really does, you know. That, that said, you know, I don't look at this movie. The same as as I once did when I first saw it. I I I just don't um, and and don't you know to to me this film is less about the links we're willing to go to to save our our children, which is kind of what the the theme I took away the first time I watched it. And don't misunderstand me, you know that's still there. It's still there, but it's it's much more about what desperation can do to good people, how we respond to those desperate times, and how we you know, react when we finally meet our our breaking point. You know, what links are we willing to go to and what parts of our soul are we willing to lose when our faith is tested? You know, and it's beautifully constructed in this film that captures the these themes and, and messages. and that's why I think prisoners is a masterpiece. It it is a movie about reaching your breaking point, and we all have it. And how to re react when we meet that breaking point? Um, it, it's it's truly a a thought provoking question.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's really well said. I mean, and another thing this movie does so well, um, in my opinion, is it just the way it's framed and and. Their house, their family, their car—it all looks so real. Like it looks so relatable, and then yeah. we're gonna get into some scenes that 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 it's just chilling how it how it plays out, and it fe- it's, it somehow it. I, I don't have children, and it, it still somehow makes you feel like it's like almost happening to you in the movie. I mean, it it, it and you can just and it, It's hard to. I mean, I, I mean, you know, it provoked an hour and a half of conversation last night after the, we finished the movie. I mean, we talked and talked and like, well, I mean, well, you're not thinking about this. You know, Do you know, you're know? you giving this person too much credit. You're not giving, you're not being, you're not cutting this person enough slack for what they're going through. You don't understand. And it just, It, it it's very thought provoking. we um, in a great movie it's, to have a conversation it's,
0: about it. The, the thing is, it's easy to sit there and pick apart how these people are, reacting right like oh why are you doing that but like unless you are in it it's it it it's it's much more difficult you don't know unless you are in those situations how you will react you know and Mm -hmm. you you really leave this movie and it's you know i always say movies are the greatest teacher of, of empathy and this is one of those films where You know, there's a lot of finger pointing in this movie. And I think when people get desperate and they're looking for some someone or something to blame. And sometimes the only people to blame in this movie are the kidnappers or kidnapper.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, they obviously touch on it throughout the entire movie. And and you can't and, and I love how they they show Different reactions, like Hugh Jackman mm-hmm. um reacted differently than his wife reacted, and and they reacted differently than Terrence Howard, Viola Davis. So, you know, like everyone had different reactions and approached it differently. And then even a step further, gave in and then pulled back. But Viola and I mean, it just like it it, it and it's fun. It's in, not fun. I mean, it's actually not fun at all. But it's interesting to like take each of these people and I don't blame one of them. I think all of them reacted.
0: They're all doing what they think is best. Yeah. Yeah. They're all doing what they think is best. And I mean, it's easy to take ourselves out of that situation and go, well, obviously detective Loki is clearly the one who's not giving in to, and he does sometimes. And we'll get to it. I'm sure a little bit later, but he doesn't really, he tries his best not to reach that breaking point. And how does he react when he does reach that breaking point? Um, He's really the only one that, that doesn't really,
1: really reach a breaking point. Really? Yeah. I mean, kind of, I mean, honestly, and I was going to say just kind of on a similar note is, is this movie doesn't work without, incredible performances either i mean they no. they sell it to you from from minute one till the end i mean that it is chalk full of 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 great acting and direction
0: yeah yeah this this movie is exceptionally well directed well acted it, it's it's a wonderful movie and you know the general consensus of this movie going ahead to a rotten tomato score it sits at 81% with the consensus being Prisoners has an emotional complexity uh, and sense of dread that makes for an absorbing and disturbing viewing. And that's true. Like, there is a lot of disturbing things in this movie. There's a lot of complexity to this movie. Like, look, I, I don't think Keller is a bad guy. That whole speech that Maria Bello gives to Detective Loki at the end of the movie. He's not a bad guy, but he got pushed and he was a desperate father trying to save his daughter. You know, I just said I would do anything to save my daughter. You know, what would you do? And you have that one piece of thread that he pulls onto, that one sliver of hope of they only cried when I stopped or, or stopped playing or when I left or whatever he says. Uh, he takes that one sliver of hope and he, he, he pulls onto it and holds onto it and it pushes him too far.
1: So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, uh, the, the score, Rotten Tomatoes was what, 81? 81%. I, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I have it higher. I have it, I have it, yeah. I have it higher. I, I, uh, I mean, I told you how my knee-jerk reaction after the movie, I, mean, I was really impressed by it. I, uh, I mean, I have it in the 90s, I, I, I don't exactly, I mean, probably 92, I think 92 out of 100, I mean, I, I really, really, really like the movie. It was. I would have
0: this. I would have this around
1: a ninety-seven. Yeah, I mean, that's a fair score. I think that's a fair score. I think. I think it's 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 an elite movie. Um, It's it's suspenseful. It's thrilling. The mystery works well. I loved, and honestly, I liked it more on second view when I knew the ending because being able to see these clues laid out throughout and 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 you know sprinkled in it's done so well. I love the like messfully. Yeah. Yeah. And Jess, Jess had seen it, like I said, but she hadn't seen it in a long time. She couldn't remember how it ended. And, uh, and there was even scenes that like, I was kind of like, I started to catch on because I could remember how they were, how, for example, like the, um, the, the Barry's mom, when she's watching the tape of Barry on his big wheel, when she's young and, and, just when i saw that scene this time it was like i don't it just resonated a lot more with me i it it, i i thinking about the rv in front of that we're going to talk about stuff soon but it it i've got it higher i think the suspense was incredible the mystery was awesome the clues sprinkled in it was thrilling it was intense it was it was heartbreaking it was messy it wasn't it wasn't clean i mean it 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 wasn't tied up like a button like i said it's, it's it's
0: complex it's complex and that's that's you know, in my example of, of Hugh Jackman not being a bad guy, but being pushed to a breaking point and giving in to his dark side because of where he was as a character. And every single character has that amount of complexity, whether it's the the Sun um played by Dylan Moroni Dylan Marone, I think it's Dylan Moroni. Moretti? Dylan, Minette. Dylan Minette. 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 Yeah,
1: Dylanette Dylan or yeah.
0: Yeah, 13 of the reasons why. He's been a teenager in a lot of movies. Um, <laughs> but it, the emotional complexity stretches amongst all the characters, and they all have different points of view. And that's why it makes this movie very interesting because on each watch, again, this movie's not very rewatchable, but on each watch, you can put yourself in someone else's shoes and relate to it. Again, movies are the greatest teacher of empathy, and that's you know why this movie, to me, is so good, is because every character has layers to them where you understand why they are doing what they are doing. And sometimes you agree. And sometimes you're like, you know what? Like if I were in that situation, would I react differently?
1: You know, hopefully we uh, never know. Yeah. I I mean, I I I think, I mean, you know, obviously we know how, how the movie ends kind of, um, or we know what we know. And my guess is, um, if you ask Keller Dover, um, you tell him how it's gonna play out, my guess is he does the same thing again. My yeah. guess is he doesn't play it much differently. Maybe one or two my, little different things. But he but I my guess is he <laughs> I mean he 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 I mean he's doing what he's gotta do in his opinion. I mean in his thought he's doing what he thinks is right because he feels like his hands are tied and if he doesn't do it, who will? Yeah. Um,
0: well and then also like if he doesn't do it if he doesn't do that, the case is gonna play out the exact same way, I think. I, I I think but, we talked about it last know. night. Yeah, I, I'm trying but,
1: to if if when when because there's... because he goes over to to the aunt's house once he finds. I don't know. I don't know. You think? Do you think it would?
0: I think eventually the truth would come out. Yeah. Um, I I think eventually Detective Loki would have would have figured it out. Um, he's never for lost. Sure. Yeah, um, he's never lost, and he doesn't lose. Uh, and and it's you know, yeah, it's 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 way higher to me than eighty one percent. But I do understand this movie is a dark movie. This movie I don't think is for everybody. I will disagree with you on on that note because it's it's a type of movie that's so, especially if you have children. This is a parents' worst yeah. nightmare. This is a parent's worst night. This is like a horror movie, but like a real horror movie. And that amount of anxiety, that residual anxiety that it would give you if, if you were somebody who is a parent who this is a big fear of yours, and this is a big fear, I think, of any caring, loving parent. This is a tough watch. Yeah, that's a good point. So, yeah, 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 so I could see, see why it has an 81%. Even though I... Yeah, that I, makes I sense. It's like ninety seven, ninety-eight, you know, (laughs) for me. But let's move into some fun facts or, you know, as fun as they could be for this this messed up movie. Um Detective Loki's tattoos, uh, his Freemason ring and his facial ticks were all Jake Jill and all's ideas. And the the facial tick especially I love
1: as a nice touch. Me too. I did not know this, but I still knew it. I still knew this. I, I I was watching it and I was just looking at like the character choices it was like he he i I could just feel that he like ran with this one and 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 i think i think he did a great job i think he it's i love the the look of the tattoo i love it all i think i think it works perfectly for him
0: the hair is a is a great touch too it's very like 2013 2014 like it Uh, according to screenwriter aaron uh guzikowski Uh, Detective Loki grew up in a boy's home and didn't really have a family. He's a prisoner of his own past with his own demons. And that is something about this movie. The prisoner title is such an appropriate title because everyone's a prisoner in their own way. Detective Loki's a prisoner to the case. Uh, You have the mom who's a a prisoner to her grief. Both moms. Uh, And then you have... uh, Keller, who is a prisoner to his his past, whether it's to the alcoholisms or the things that his father did that are kind of touched upon. In past trauma, and then what obviously what he's doing, he's a prisoner and then the things that happen with uh, Paul Dano's character. um, Why am I forgetting the name of the character?
1: Um, uh well, Barry's his real name uh uh aaron uh, uh i can't remember alex
0: alex jones no, no yeah alex jones is his name um he's a obviously he's a prisoner but he's also a prisoner to his fake aunt
1: you know <laughs> and, and
0: it's just the list goes on and on and on everyone's a prisoner in this movie to something and it's a, it's such an appropriate title
1: um one thing just on this on this fact i uh and maybe people won't like this. I loved that we don't really know much about Loki. I, I love that that wasn't yeah, what this to. story was. I mean, real easily, you could dive too deep into him. I like that he left it left up to the imagination. You know, you know about his track record as an investigator. You know, he's got like an eccentric personality. You know, he's passionate. You know, he's. I don't know, maybe you get the vibe that he's hurt somehow or broken somehow from something in the past, but but I, I love that like it's just kind of up to your imagination. I obviously I like when you know, preparing for the roles, people um create backstories for characters just for motivation and inspiration, but but I I, I too easily it could have thrown another layer that was unnecessary and we kept it on the story. I I I respect that. That it's not always easy to do, I think.
0: Yeah, and the thing is, is you're 100% right. We know all we need to know. You don't need to inject a whole bunch of backstory to this because it's not important. We know what we know. We know that he has, you know, a damaged past, and we can kind of build it using our own imagination. The director doesn't feel like he has to, and the screenwriter, don't feel like they have to hold our hand and walk us through it because they don't,
1: you know. They're just going to save it for the prequel, 2026. Oh, God.
0: Uh, please no. no. Uh, <laughs> to prepare for his role as detective Loki, Jake Hall watched a hundred hours of police interrogation footage. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. He looks very I mean, he, convincing in the, I've never been interrogated by police, but he looks pretty convincing.
1: Yeah. He's, uh, he, I consider Jake Hall elite. I think he's, I think he's next level. I mean, he he's easily, he's, elite. he's he impressed me many, many, many times watching this movie, um, and yeah, I, I it's it shows that he he did his research for this role. Yeah, uh,
0: Ryan Gosling auditioned for the role of Detective Loki, which later went to Jake Gyllenhaal, a frequent collaborator of director Denis Villeneuve and a friendly professional rival of Gosling's, being that they often audition for the same roles. Vanille, or Vanille, Villeneuve. And Gosling would finally get their chance to work together in Blade Runner 2049. And similar to Jake Gyllenhaal, I think Ryan Gosling is elite. I
1: agree.
0: Because they're their, their somehow both underrated and properly rated in the sense that you talk to anyone, they're like, oh yeah, we love Jake Gyllenhaal. We love Ryan Gosling. But like, I don't think we appreciate what they do as actors enough. How versatile they are. They're both funny. They're both charming. They're both... Uh, can be dark they both can be action heroes they both can do heavy drama they can do very serious there if, if you want to look at the wide range uh look at jake gyllenhaal and okja mm-hmm. and then look at him in this it's so different so different and then look at ryan gosling and something like blade runner 2049 and then Barbie yeah, and nice guys.
1: Yeah. I mean, they're, they're <laughs> both great. I, I, they're both great. I, I agree completely about both of them. Um, that said, I, I really like Jake Gyllenhaal on this role. I, I, it'd be yeah. hard for me to see anyone else. I mean, he, he owned this thing from the, from the yeah. look, from the takes to the act to every, I mean, it, I, I, I'm sure Ryan Gosling would have done a fantastic job and I would be saying the same thing if he was in the movie, but, but I, I really like Jake and those.
0: Yeah. Plus, I mean, we got to see Denis Villeneuve work his magic with Ryan Gosling and played for in twenty forty nine, which is also <laughs> another masterpiece. Sure. Is, does, does all Denis Villeneuve do is make great movies? I think that's that's pretty much all he does.
1: Yeah. I mean, he he's 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 underrated. I mean, like, well, he's not underrated. I mean, I think film people love him. I think film people yeah. know how how. Awesome. I mean I love Arrival. Um
0: Arrival is amazing. Arrival and, is amazing. Uh Blade Runner Tweet is amazing. Yeah.
1: yeah. Dune. I mean, yeah. yeah, I Doom, mean so I yeah. mean between Blade Runner Arrival and Dune. Do- I mean, sci- nobody's doing sci-fi better than Denny. And I the the issue underrated in terms of he's not a household name. He's not I mean, I know he's not Steven Spielberg, but like even like I mean, I'm trying to think of the names that like the just the everyday family knows and i don't mean the the big movie people i'm talking like i mean just i can just pick a random family like hey you know quentin tarantino you know um steven spielberg you know the christopher nolan i don't know but it but i don't think denny's in that conversation
0: not yet but he will be
1: yeah Uh, but i yeah i think uh Yes, I think he's an extremely talented director that that I hope is nowhere near done making you know, masterpieces. I,
0: I, I think he's just getting warmed up. Uh, Leo DiCaprio was attached to the project for a long time, but he dropped out. Uh, I wonder what role he would have been played.
1: Yeah, I was gonna. I mean, I love Leo I mean, too. I mean, Leo's I not underrated. See, Leo's a huge star, but I, 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 I'm trying to.
0: I could see him playing Loki, but he wouldn't have. There's something about that everyman quality that Jake Gyllenhaal brings to that role, where it seems like a realistic cop. Like I've seen cops that look like that. I say that, but then Leo and The Departed was amazing, so it's hard. But I, I could not see him being Keller.
1: No, I uh, don't think. I don't think so. He couldn't. Uh, yeah, Loki would that be the answer. raw
0: intensity.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think he could do. um, you know, Birch the 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 Terrence Howard role, but I don't think that would be his role. I think he would, if he was attached to this, he would be. He'd have to be Loki or Keller, and it, between those, he'd be Loki. I think. I think he would do a good job as Loki too. Yeah, I do too. Um, I could see him in the role. I mean, again, Jake Gyllenhaal owned it, and I'm, and and he sold me on it to where I'm not getting convinced otherwise. But but he, I, I'm sure Leo would 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 have done a great job in that role.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's he's one of the greatest actors of all time. So. Uh, the first uh, time it was submitted to the MPAA, it received an NC, or NC-17 rating due to its tone and subject matter. The film's torture scenes were later cut by a couple of frames, along with scenes suggesting pedophilia, and it then received an R rating. Um, I could see that, because the nature of the film is incredibly dark, and it is alluded to with some of the people that he he and uh that detective loki interrogate so there's some pedophilia going on
1: yeah yeah i yeah i'm sure well i mean it's an intense it's a intense r i mean it's yeah. uh, i mean it's it's i mean i don't i mean you know some things are tangible some things are countable how many times they say the f word how many times you know how much nudity is in it how many seconds of it or whatever some things are a little harder to put a finger on like gauging well, the rating on it but but this is i mean to me i mean just just due to like intensity and like and subject matter like you said it's it's just a mature watch it's not it's not that it it's just it's just it's a mature watch for a mature audience i mean it, it yeah it's, and
0: it's a it's a different kind of r rating than like scream six you know a very violent movie but there's some fun in scream six he, right. right there's some fun in scream six there's no fun in this movie. That there is a realness, a visceralness to it. The nature of it, the subject matter. Uh, I can understand why it would receive a C-17 rating, and then having to cut back on it. I get it. Uh, according to the screenwriter Aaron uh, Guzikowski, the original cut of the film was three hours. Which I mean, it's not shy. I mean, it's it's a little shy of that. It's like what it, is half, it? Two forty. It's like two thirty three or something like that. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's exactly it's, what it is. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot. Oh, of I nailed that. Out. Yeah, it's one hundred fifty three yeah. minutes. Yes,
0: yes. Um. Yeah, I, that's that is. Yeah, that I could a lot of stuff that they could probably cut out. Probably some of it had to do with the mom. I could see some of it had to, having to do with uh, Dylan Minnette's character.
1: Yeah, yeah, that that would that 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 would make sense.
0: A lot more probably with Viola Davis and Terrence Howard that side of the family because they don't really spend a lot of time or as much time with them.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. um um there, It's 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 probably for the best. Not that every I mean Viola Davis is going to steal every uh, you know scene she's ever going to be in ever, but it. I mean, not it away. I mean. Again, this thing is just packed full of it's truck full like, with great performances. Um, but it's probably for the bad. I mean, the the movie again, similar to Loki's backstory, the movie focused on what it needed to focus on, and it told the story the way it. Needed. I mean, it just did such a great job. I mean, I, I whatever they cut, however they left it, I think is it's awesome. I think it's a great a great final product they came up with. Yeah,
0: yeah, we don't we don't need a longer cut. Um, Mark Wahlberg and Christian Bell were set to star with Brian singer directing but the two actors opted to make the fighter instead uh, though Wahlberg still received an executive producer credit on this film uh, I imagine Christian Bell would have played the father Mark Wahlberg would have probably played the detective
1: yeah that would uh, that that sounds like uh, it works but thank God they didn't I mean that I mean now we got two awesome movies with that one's yeah. got some all-time performances in it too. Yeah, um, so everyone's I mean, cooking in that movie. Everything's working out the way we hope it would. I mean, it, it, the fighters just—I mean, Christian Bale in that is, is next level. Um, but I'm sure they would have stole the show. I mean, Christian Bale is one of the people. One Hugh Jackman stole this. I mean, stole the show with with some of the intensity he brings to it, and uh, just this 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 distraught look that he has in, in just his eyes and his voice and his his physical nature i mean he, he he's so good in it christian bale's one of the people that i could see owning it in a similar way that i could see like um yeah having a similar result that being said i'm i'm glad i mean I'm glad he played the guy from Lowell, Massachusetts and uh, I forgot his name, Mickey something. I forgot his name, but in uh, The Fighter. Uh, but I'm glad he's over there stealing that show and left uh, Hugh Jackman to, uh, to break yeah, see, sinks.
0: God. See, for for me, like, the... I could see this cast working. Christian Bale and Mark Wahlberg. To me, it's a director. Like, look, Brian Singer, the person... They've been accused of, of of doing some really bad things, hmm. um, and there's plenty of like podcasts and and YouTube things and articles that you can read up on on that. I, I won't dive into it, but as a director, um, I think he's he's to me he's not in the same ballpark as Didi Villeneuve as a filmmaker. No you know x2 is very good x-men days of future past is is great um i actually like that movie valkyrie that he did obviously a usual suspects uh x-men but i, I yeah no well, i mean De-
1: denise duty. but but what about them what about 10 years ago 12 years ago whenever this was made uh do you think you would have said the same thing you, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not familiar with Denny's. I mean, I'm looking at his filmography now. Pyrotechnique, Incendies, Maelstrom, and August 32nd on Earth. I haven't seen any of those. So, I mean, this seems to be, in my, I mean, at least in my world, Denny's breakout.
0: This is kind of his coming out party. Um, yeah. Since then, he's
1: been on banger after banger. Yeah.
0: And we didn't even mention Enemy, which is a very good movie. Or Sicario. I
1: didn't know he i thought Sheridan too. directed oh, sicario god. i think he wrote it oh uh yeah wow i mean sicario is great i mean that scene yeah. on the uh on the border in the in on the bri- on the highway oh my god yeah um yeah it's another another movie but i uh, i mean since since prisoners i mean he has made banger banger b- i mean prisoners enemy sicario arrival blade runner 2049 dune and then dune part Two. i mean that hopefully that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven for seven. Hopefully, we'll see with doing, too. But
0: um. yeah, I mean, I, I'm glad that they went. You're right. I mean, a couple of years ago, before you know, but before I knew who Denis Villeneuve was, I probably would have trusted Ryan Singer more as a director because again, I, I've seen more of his work, but remove that. It, it, it's clear to me, I think they chose the better director and the better director got the better pro or took, took the project and and ran with it. Yeah. Um, this film earned Roger Deakins, his 12th best cinematography Oscar nomination. He had received two more nominations before finally winning his first Academy award on his 15th nomination. For Blade Runner 2049, also directed by Denis Villeneuve.
1: Yeah, it's beautifully shot. And it's and what's it's always so cool to I mean, this movie doesn't I mean, it, I mean, all movies are better when they're beautifully shot. But this isn't Blade Runner 2049. Blade Runner 2049 no. like needs to be awesomely shot. You know what I mean? This doesn't necessarily need that much like talent in that department and, and, but I love the shot with um well, where he's in the box with the eyeball um like with the light yeah I, I love that.
0: To me it's the shot of all the tr- all the trees and then of course the we'll talk about it later but the the car sequence mm-hmm. when, Oh yeah, yeah it's beautifully shot um there's something yeah. like they're two different differently shot movies. This this film is shot very intimately, very slowly, very methodically. There's not a shot that is misplaced and that's not to say that there is a shot misplaced in 2049. There isn't. But that's much more like cinematic as opposed to in, in big, larger than life as opposed to this, which is much more intimate at least i think
1: no I, yeah i agree and i and i don't mean to discount the work on it i just mean like it it's just not when i think of prisoners like beautiful shots it's not what comes to mind for you know what i mean and and theoretically 2049 that could be what comes to mind first for me you know what i mean how how these beautiful wide angles yeah. and like you know like the, it's just certain movies like that's the star of the show in certain movies i i, I it might or might not be but the, i mean it's 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 fucking it's beautifully shot
0: yeah um completely agree beautifully shot film i love it's gonna sound weird but i love the way that it captures all like the pine trees and stuff
1: yeah well i like the one they the one that goes through the windshield and even when they i like the scenes in the garage when they're going through the rv and Mm -hmm. breaking down the wide angle shot of like loki like squatting down and (laughs) it just stays on the same camera angle for a long time I, i love stuff like that i do too
0: Uh, last fun fact we'll get here to or get here is the original script was set in the suburbs of boston but was later changed to the suburbs of philadelphia and was shot all in georgia (laughs) and you could definitely tell it has that
1: like like i mentioned the pine trees yeah it has
0: that southern feel because it Pine trees. It
1: does. And maybe that's what I liked so much about it because I, you know, I mentioned earlier, it felt so relatable, like their houses, their family, their, their, um, it looked like our neighborhood. That car. We were in. Right. It just looks like what I consider real life. It looks like everyday life for me. And that's, what's so creepy about it is um, some other guy. I mean, you know, the, anything shot in the Southeast is, is really interesting to me. You know, like the Danny McBride guys that shoot a lot down mm-hmm. here and the, and it's just, Los Angeles and New York and stuff are represented so much in cinema and in film that it's, it's, it's a different vibe. Um, I think we mentioned it a little bit when we talked about magic Mike. Um, I think that was shot between South Carolina and Florida and then things like that. When we talked about yeah. it with Jess on the podcast, something about being filmed around here, has this like relatability to me that like resonates so much that makes it feel, I don't know. It just makes it feel, more realistic to me and not that, not that the the stuff in LA and New York and the big metropolitan areas aren't um, realistic or anything. It's just these feel more like home to me. And that just adds another layer to it. Yeah. Yeah. It just adds another layer of relatability another layer of like, it hits closer to home literally.
0: Yeah. And I think that's, again, that's what makes this story so relatable and feel so real is because it, like you said, and you put so, so, uh, eloquently, uh, it it just feels relatable because we grew up around it, um, and that's just that's that's just how it feels. It feels very very relatable because of pine trees in the south. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's go ahead and move on to our award section, and we're gonna start off with the best scenes and moments. The slow realization that the girls have been kidnapped. Um, This, this is very well done because it feels so realistic. I just love how it's not, it's not this big dramatic thing with, you know, this like big loud score coming over, but rather this very realistic approach. It feels very intimate. Like we were talking about with cinematography, it feels very like visible and like, Oh shit. You know,
1: like this, this is, I think it's I think it's done perfectly. It's one of my I mean it's it's absolutely one of my favorite parts of the movie. It's uh, the beginning of this movie, the first act, just the way they set the stage. You know, I mentioned a lot about the relatability and like it feeling so realistic to me. Like just the look of it felt realistic. But now this part and how it unfolded was was I thought perfect. I mean, like everyone is a little concerned, but they don't want to make too big of a deal out of something that's not too big of a deal yet. And then it's like, well, I mean. I mean, it seems kind of, and then it just it just exactly how they. I mean, I just think it's written perfectly, it's performed perfectly. I mean, yeah, it's a it's an awesome scene in the movie. Yeah, terrifying, uh,
0: terrifying, Keller, very terrifying. Uh, Keller Dover confronts Alex at the police station in the parking lot again. We talked about this a little earlier. They didn't cry until I left them. Uh, when he hears that, and then Hugh Jackman's like performance. As soon as he hears that, he has to get like he channels his inner Logan. Like his Wolverine, yeah. his Berserker rage, and he has to get like held back. And it's like, yeah, I can imagine he would be flipping out because this is a guy that he clearly wanted steel and custody and um, Loki was in favor of keeping him for at least one more day for extra questioning, but they couldn't get him on
1: anything. Yeah, yeah, it, it is a good scene. I, I, the, what... <laughs> another thing it does is it 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 keeps you hooked and unsure of of who the kidnapper is and it keeps you because they do a really great job of making you believe that out like you almost don't know it's a mystery yet you know what i mean you almost think like well for sure this is the guy yeah it does and and like and you're you're like but you know there's a lot of movie left so i'm sure there's a little bit extra to it but but we're just trying to figure out how they convict him at this point like I, you're not even sure the ride you're about to take yet and it what it, they do this great job of like anytime you start to doubt um well maybe it's not him they're like oh no it's him i you mean know? <laughs> little little nuggets
0: of, of yeah. information and again it's that this is given keller something to cling on to and dig his nails into because he has nowhere to turn, nowhere to go. This is where he's putting his hope. And this is where he's putting his faith. And a lot of this movie is about the loss of faith and finding it again in the dark darkness. And what happens if you don't find that faith? Yeah, Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's terrific. Uh, Grace Dover reaching her breaking point, And I kind of merged it with Keller capturing Alex, you know, grace, she's just at a breaking point in, you know, looking for something or, or someone to blame and to take out her frustrations. And unfortunately ends up being Keller, you know, you were supposed to protect us. You told us you could protect us. Um, you know, and that, that is the worst feeling in the world that, You are helpless to this and you have someone like pointing their finger at you. But I don't like the thing is, is I don't blame Grace because she's she's distraught and she's lost her daughter. She's looking for some something or someone to blame. I completely understand, you know, putting myself in her shoes, why she feels that way. Cause she, she doesn't know what to do. She doesn't know how to react in that situation. What do you do? You know, and obviously frustration and desperation get the best of, of Keller here. And that's when he chooses, cause he sees his wife just being so desperate and he sees his son seems so scared. He has that, you know, talk with him in the hallway of look at me, look at me, protect your mother you know, I'm going to go help the police, but he's really mulling over what he's about to do. And that's when he goes and he captures Alex, um, off of that one bit of hope with that line of, they didn't cry until I left them. So he is convinced that he knows more. Uh, so in his mind, he's doing the right thing. Cause you got, you know, as a father, you do anything to protect your children. And then, in, in his head, he's he's justified in doing what he's doing, especially after he takes the dog, lifts the dog up by the collar, and looks at him. You know, that's again little details where you're like, okay, maybe.
1: Yeah, so I mean, I I agree that was well said because I, I when we were chatting a little earlier today about but what we we're going to talk about, I, I these both these scenes were not in my favorite scenes at the time, but what you just said made me realize how great they actually were and how they worked together. I. I I mean, what she says is devastating and, and I mean, I don't like it, you know, it doesn't, it it made me feel terrible to hear it. Cause I mean, you just know, I mean, as a husband, I mean, I'm not a father, but I mean, I'm sure like you just to feel, to, to, to not only feel that way, but to, to have it regardless of what the person is going through, but to have it like brought out that your wife or someone else feels that way as well about you is, 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 heartbreaking and, and you could feel it in the in the movie watching it how sad it was and and but the fact that it's a driving another driving factor another catalyst to, to push him over the edge to go to capture alex and then the alex part the dog i hate that shit i hate stuff like that i the dog i mean obviously it's necessary yeah. you're supposed to hate it you're not supposed to love it i get it uh it's just hard to watch and it's and it makes me feel bad and then But it's another nugget, just like I spoke about with the 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 comment. Like it's just another like, oh well, fuck this guy. It is him, you know what I mean? Like I, I. So where is that dog? Have we just? Do we know where this dog is? We know where this collar is.
0: We never saw it again. We don't
1: know. He's safely. We're just gonna assume Keller dropped him off at the, at like a dog wanting family's home.
0: hopefully hopefully the thing is the thing is and here's what i'll say about about grace in a rational situation she's lashing out because when something like that happens you're not i assume you're not thinking rationally and she's just reacting and as you know her husband i'm sure keller when he's thinking rationally is probably like okay she she really doesn't mean this she's just trying to find something and someone to blame and because you don't know who kidnapped your daughter but he is also not thinking rationally because what parent would in that situation yeah, and I'm again gonna... again it's the complexity of these characters where like they do so- something like that and ordinarily you'd be like God, this character is the worst. But then you're like, no, I completely understand their rationale, even if I don't agree. It's a lot easier to say I don't agree if you're not in that situation. But sure. what Denis Villeneuve does is he perfectly captures all that complexity, so that you know we can see ourselves and relate to these characters in that situation and not dislike them. We get why they're doing what they're doing. They're doing what any parent would do in that kind of
1: situation. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, the, the, it's, it's definitely shows the uglier side of things, but it, 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 it's, it makes a lot of sense for what they're going through in it. And I think it's, it's written well and, 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 and Maria Bella, I think it's performed very well too. I mean, it, um, she's great. Um, yeah. I think, I mean, it's two too devastated, heartbroken, and broken in general parents um, reacting the only way they know how, whether it's right or wrong uh, it's yeah. understandable, for sure.
0: Uh, Keller tortures Alex. So this is not like what do I call like, <laughs> it's in favorite scenes and moments. <laughs> but like, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? But like, when I think about this movie, this is the moment that I think of. The intensity of Hugh Jackman here is unreal. Like just beating this poor kid to the point he can't speak. Like it's already like we already know he has the IQ of like a ten-year-old, mm-hmm. right? Right. Like he just so you're beating up on somebody that's like that, but you you're not think of him thinking of him like a person. And he says that he this isn't a person to me anymore. This is someone that has some information about my daughter that he knows that he's going to tell me and I'm going to get it out any way I can. Um, but it's it's crazy to think this scene was largely ablibbed with Villeneuve asking Jackman to go completely ferocious and him doing so. And it, it's, it's astonishing how good he is here. Like the smashing of the sink, the tell me. And he hits the hammer in the wall, and like Paul Dano doesn't flinch.
1: It's it's a masterclass. (laughs) It's 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 fantastic. It's um it's one of the most memorable scenes of the movie for me. Um, The sink breaking, the hammer in the wall, him leaving it hanging in the wall. The whole Paul Dano too. Paul Dano. I mean, Hugh Jackman's getting a lot of the shine because of he's louder, he's more intense. You know, and like it's obviously he's. Stealing that. See, Paul Danos is doing his role. He's, he's playing his role perfectly as well. Um Yeah, I mean, it It, it, it kind of gets me like fired up talking about it. like my I mean, you're, you're so tense watching it. And in the moment, like he's you don't know at that point, you don't know what's happened. Like you you still are like, where are these girls? Do what you got to do, you know, and like you're so yeah. angry. And then later, you know, in the in the latter parts of of the torture with the shower box or the the bag on the head, oh my god, when she removes the bag off of his head oh. and his face, I mean, it's it's that's a I I don't even know how to say. It. I mean, that's almost like a brave scene. Like you could almost do that scene if you know, like when Viola Davis walks in there to pull the bag off his head at first, the sink is blocking his head. He's still wearing the bag and the bag by itself is creepy too. It almost reminds me of something like a, like a R rated Batman or something. Like it, it, uh, um, it just—it's creepy to me with the bag and the blood and everything like that. But at the beginning, the sink is blocking his the side of his face, um, from the camera angle, and I—I I could even see them not showing it and her just showing her reaction, and that being kind of an artistic choice that was impactful for you to use your imagination. So it's almost like a brave shot to show, like, to do the practical makeup and like show the results of his face. And and I mean, it looked—I mean, it makes you like weak in the knees
0: yeah and Viola's reaction there is 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 wonderful but again like you know you look at the year of, of 2013 in film and I'm just I'm I'm going to read off the best actor categories or the best actor category you have Chiwetel Ejiofor for 12 years a slave has to be nominated incredible performance Leonardo DiCaprio Wolf of Wall Street has to be nominated incredible performance Matthew McConaughey Dallas Buyers Club ended up winning had to be nominated. He deserved to win, in my opinion. A great performance. Christian Bell, American Hustle, and then you have Bruce Dern in Nebraska. Both great performances, but I would take out Bruce Dern in Nebraska and, and 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 put in Hugh Jackman.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean that's that's a that's a that's a great year. Bruce Dern. And that's not to take away from how great Bruce Dern is in Nebraska um but he he is terrific and especially that that scene alone is again i think about it not it's not something i think about every day but whenever i think about Hugh Jackman and Hugh Jackman performances that's the thing i think about
1: yeah no i, I agree i mean it, it's 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 an extremely memorable scene and it and and he's he's as good as it gets in that scene i mean he's in mean, the whole movie is fantastic i mean he he shows this intensity um, I mean, he goes from this every man to this intensity that this every man to this every man in an extraordinary situation. And he and he brings this brokenness, intensity, fury. And um, I, I mean, it just makes a complete character that that is fascinating to watch.
0: To quote Jim Carrey from from Liar Liar, he's a desperate man at the end of his rope, you know. Uh, obscure movie reference. Uh, totally different movie, too. Uh, Loki follows Keller to the liquor store and gets caught. Um, the conversation in the car is so believable. You know, Loki is telling him, man, go be home with your family. Go take care uh, of your wife and of your son because that little girl is going to need you when she gets home. She's not going to need whatever it is that you are doing. You are losing yourself. You are losing your family. Get your house in order. But, you know, like people often do when they feel helpless or desperate, you look to blame other things or you try to fill that void. Um, And in this case, it's succumbing to drinking, which apparently has been a problem for him in the past, and then torture. (laughs) So... Mm -hmm um and and losing his faith to the point to where you know there's a part where he's torturing Alex later on in the movie and he can't even recite the prayer that he was saying at the lord's prayer anymore cuz he's losing his faith
1: yeah and in and, and what's the um forgive those who trespass against it cuz he can't forgive i mean he he's yeah i don't know i mean i, I the it's like the title prisoners i mean you can take it I, I, that was noticeable to me that the the prayer um getting held up on the trespassing forgive those trespassing instances because i i i was trying to decide in the moment is he is he getting held up because he's never going to be able to forgive paul dano if he's talking about him or whoever is guilty or is he concerned that i think, he, it's, I think he's he's never going to be able to be forgiven for for what he's doing especially if i mean it's just a deep kind of moment that i i uh it was a really nice touch, um, yeah. Okay. Oh, but I, I like the conversation as well. It aged well too. I mean, because it it really comes full circle at the end. You know, I, I think about when 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 Hugh Jackman's wife is is talking to Loki in the uh, hospital room, um, and you can just kind of feel. I mean, when he's like, "Yeah, I'll probably go to jail. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll try to. Find, I think I'll find him." Um, I don't know. It's not like he's excited. He knows. He he feels just like we do. He understands what happened and why it happened. He, it doesn't necessarily yeah. mean he agrees with it or not, but he understands it. But he has the unique advantage of being able to say, like, man, I I, I tried to tell him. And I, I tried, like, now we're in a spot where the little girl needs her father and her father's not here. Because yeah. he couldn't, and I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying right or wrong. I I You can't know until you're in this spot. But because he could not, like, whatever he needed to do he couldn't do it he couldn't resist what he thought he had to do and and maybe because of that maybe maybe not i mean that's a different discussion maybe that because of that his daughter's found but definitely because of that his her daughter is not with her father anymore his daughter's not with her father anymore yeah Um, so that i mean it's just a deep i mean it's a big blow
0: yeah it, it's it's a big blow and it's a terrific scene hugh jackman again once again dialing up the intensity and you know as again as i keep relating to this as a father like the like intensity of she keeps wondering well i'm not there to protect her to save her you know and how much that would mm-hmm. weigh on me on me as yeah. a father and i he, could so angry be there He's so angry. That's, a, that's a good performance there too.
1: I mean, this thing is just packed full of him. I mean, he is good in that scene. And honestly, the first time I, I even mean, yesterday when I watched it, um, I remember the the liquor scene and the liquor store scene, and I I thought that was outside of the conversation. I thought just the way it was played was pretty cool. How he, you know, saw him there, saw him walking away quickly, you know, re rethought how he was gonna like lie to get out of this and i honestly thought i believed the sobriety thing i thought he just i don't know i thought he was willing to just throw the sobriety away just to hold this lie like he was like like i thought like he really was nine years sober and it wasn't like even though that's a certainly understandable position for someone to be in with a, with a past they're obviously in in high stress situation and a lot of people would would have trouble and struggle with with alcohol during a time like that but i it, the first time i saw it i thought i didn't think he was necessarily relapsing i thought he was just willing to drink the alcohol to get away with the lie and like because he i mean he eventually just throws the bottle in the woods and uh but then later his son, like, is like, I hear, see you drunk, every, you know, I can smell it on you every night. So it's like, I guess, I don't know. It's not, I they don't dive deep into it, the,
0: but... he finished the bottle. Oh, as did yeah. I thought, I them. thought he
1: was just <laughs> drank. I thought he just got away out of sight of he, him and just threw it away like, and was like,
0: he's like swaying as he's getting into bed and can barely take off his
1: shoes. He falls down and dreams yeah, of his yeah. daughter. And yeah, I think I just kind of thought that was him just being exhausted physically. I don't know. That that was. <laughs> the way I, the way i thought of it i thought it was kind of cool like he was just like i'm not even relapsing i'm just willing to take a drink to to get him off my back you know what i mean and then i, I thought he would throw away a full bottle but later it obviously I, I i realized that he just was drinking but yeah um, but yeah the whole scene is very cool
0: fantastic um loki shows the birch family in keller or in keller the forensic evidence um again incredible acting all around the, especially with like the articles of clothing and stuff like that. I mean, this, this scene is, it's so haunting. Yeah. Once Keller is, he's put the blame on Loki for this. Like at first he's so sad and like distraught and heartbroken. And then it goes from that to like rage. And, because he's looking for someone to blame and hold accountable because right now he has no one to blame or to hold accountable because they haven't found who, who did this. And it's, it's very understandable, but you know, this movie is about people reaching their breaking point. I think this is where Loki hits his wall because you just see the look on his face when Hugh Jackman um, Keller, when he leaves, he's just sitting there at the desk with his head slumped, like blaming himself. Yeah.
1: No, I mean, the scene and even the scene before that, just the just the showing the clothes or going through the photos is such a suspenseful. I mean, not I mean, I guess I don't know what I expected to happen the first time I saw it. But just imagining yourself in those shoes, just flipping these cards over one by one. And, and I love just the small details that they throw in, like a pair of blank, like plain white socks that he's like, I, I don't know that maybe, you know, and like like. And like I don't know that could be you know just like just a, a sense of instability in how sure we are until we are sure. And I mean the the I mean it's just a heart wrenching scene. And 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 I know unfortunately people you know go through that that similar experience far too often. But it, it's it's just seeing it play out like that on screen is is uh is, is hard to watch. Yeah, it's like a knot in my stomach when I watch it um
0: loki loses his fam or loses his cool and bob taylor commits suicide um <laughs> this is the frustration point for loki man where he finally loses his cool and he just goes crazy on bob taylor because he he's he's never lost a case he's obsessed he's a prisoner to the case if you will um has to be pulled off of him but during the scuffle Guess that gets a gun. There's a gun. I guess that gets taken away from one of the officers, and the guy just blows his head off. And you see the reaction again. Jake, Hugh Jackman is incredible in this movie. Jake Gyllenhaal is also incredible in this movie for a different reason. It's the subtlety in the performance, and the way that he realizes his mistake has been what might have cost, theoretically, what might have cost him finding out where the girls are. Because at this point they think that he's guilty, not realizing that it's pig blood, he's pig's blood, it, he's a copycat. He was um kidnapped by these people when he was younger, and it just affected him strongly. And um yeah.
1: Yeah, that that scene you 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 almost took the words out of my mouth. The subtlety I mean, just, I mean obviously when he comes to the realization of of everything that this effects and and has has possibly ruined but even just the instant reaction like just mm-hmm. the f- startled look it's such a quick it's such a quick scene like not the, just the mm-hmm. the facial expression the noise he makes i and i and i don't know how what's wild is like a two second shot of of jake gyllenhaal after he, after bob kills himself
0: yeah, and he was, tells them was, to, like, was, go yeah, get, EF get EF yeah, what, yeah, and
1: he Yeah, and he just kind of, like, is scared and sad and unco- doesn't know what to happen. It's so crazy to me that a two-second shot of him was, like, one of the best performance pieces of the movie to me. I mean, the reaction he was able to muster up was real. I mean, it, yeah. it looked real. I mean, it, it was... It, I don't even know how you would do it. That That's the kind of thing, I mean... That's why I'm talking about him being elite. I mean, he, I don't know how you can, you can, I don't know how you can perform that and not just actually experience it. It's, 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 it, it was obviously resonated with me a lot. Just that, you know, the clip. I mean, you know, that just, it's, that
0: shot. Yeah. It's really great. It's great. He's I mean, great through the
1: whole movie, but that just really just, it just, it's hard. It just turned real.
0: Yeah. Loki smashes his desk and notices the necklace and the maze connection. You know, we've all been there where we, we've just, we, we've hit a wall, uh, not necessarily in his shoes, but we've all been there where we, we are just so frustrated. Um, I just, again, one of those shots that I always remember from this movie is him picking up the keyboard and just smashing it on the desk and frustration and then noticing on the floor, Again, this movie's about like gaining hope and someone like Loki gaining hope and seeing that little connection with the maze pendant across, um, matching what uh, Bob, this is Bob, yeah, Bob Taylor drew. And yeah.
1: Did you Chloe notice Loki. the necklace the first time you saw it on him? Like, the ne- the necklace <laughs> um on the body in the basement of the priest's house i uh i noticed that like they, the necklace was just like it just felt like an obvious kind of
0: the second time I watched it, was just it was
1: just, and i i i and then when i saw the mazes on bob's walls and the ones that he was drawing in the interrogation room and stuff i I, I like I don't know. I, I just the scene is, is unbelievable. I mean it's really it's a it's a great way to segue into like kind of the final act of the movie of like of of of, of solving everything. Um and, and it's a great turning point for Loki at his lowest. Um really and it's obviously well performed as is the rest of the movie, but um I just I don't know. I felt like I figured it out before Loki and I was excited. Like I was kind of like, I like noticed the necklace on the guy. And then when he was drawing the mail, I was like, that's the same as the guy in the basement. And, uh, so that was, but yeah, it was a great scene.
0: Yeah, it really was, man. Um, Keller goes to confront Holly Jones, realizing it was her all along, you know, on on second viewing, this was clear set up from the get go with that one shot of the toy, uh, RV rolling right Mm. to her. Right now, in in, in interview, it's It's the evil news way of telling us, you know, subtly, that's her. But the first time I saw it, I really didn't expect it. Like, it it caught me off guard. Um, And her reasoning for doing this to all the children that she's done it to, her and her her husband, is quite chilling. The fact that her and her husband lost their child to cancer Were devout Christians all sudden succumbed to losing their faith and made it their personal mission to quote punish God by killing these innocent children. It's just so haunting. It's chilling. It's dark. And in this sequence though, like the, the, you hear that, when she shoots Hugh Jackman in the leg after making him drink the stuff and puts him in the uh, little holding cell that she has, it's quite literally, it, it's it's Keller descending into his own personal hell. He's going to die down there. He, he just got told his daughter's going to be thrown down there to him, which is so messed up.
1: And then he sees the
0: whistle and he's able to say the prayer again because he's at this point, he's at his the worst of the worst. I think he's starting to realize the, the error of his ways and how he's gone about doing everything. I mean, he's able to recite that prayer again in his darkest moment, which is hopeful, but also it's a very
1: dark scene. Yeah. Um I'm, I'm bumping it up to a 95.
0: You're just bumping it section. up to a 95. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's
1: it's just a it's a great movie. It um, is. and just and your description of that was 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 it helped me up. Uh, yeah, I mean the scene's incredible. I mean it, it's just an all time intense. Uh, I mean the 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 two liter bottle of whatever the hell's in that thing w- was hard to watch, and then you think about. The kids why and you you just saw in uh i forgot the Birch's joy the the little girl um terrence Howard's yeah. little girl uh, she gets out she has like a flashback and you see this bottle and, and then you see it again and you start thinking about the kids and like this hugh jackman's a big man you know drinking this thing and and it's like oh, these little girls I, I don't know it just it just makes it so icky and i and i and and yeah the whole scene's great i mean it's it's great yeah, and then, and then the car that that I don't is it a Camaro or a Trans Am or something? Whatever car is parked over the thing, I feel like that's that came up, you know, Den, Denny again at the,
0: at the beginning, I believe.
1: With like you, I mean, they talked about like it's car. for sale if you want it, and I feel like there was also like other shots of it, kind of that were slightly prolonged if you were to rewatch and like notice. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a lot of like little kind of tips and nods at it. Um, uh, yeah, I mean,
0: yeah, it, it's it's a it's a terrific scene. And the last one we have here is Loki saves Anna slash drives to the hospital wounded again. It's such a thrilling sequence because he doesn't even initially want to go over there. And she thankfully he gets over there in time, like perfectly in time. Um, and I'm, I'm thinking about, it, man, there's a lot of religious overtones to this movie, but like, yeah, he gets there almost like like it's meant to be, like right right on time. And she doesn't answer the door. She's about to inject the venom into uh into Anna. And in fact, I think she gets a little bit in there, maybe, or she sticks the needle in at least. And then J. John Hall pulls out the gun and says, you know, hands behind your head. Put your hands behind your head. Just don't cremate me or, or have them cremate me. Don't have them bury me. She gets off one shot on him and then he just shoots her very unceremoniously. Like she just gets shot in, I think the head, the chest or the shoulder. And the yeah, head. well,
1: he gets shot in the head. That was a cool little touch. Yeah, it,
0: <laughs> it like grazes him, And then he like,
1: i like I'm losing I'm it going. when he's driving. I mean, that's so tense when he's driving with the blue lights and the stoplights. And honestly, it's the way Market doesn't even have looks the sirens on. Yeah, I mean he's he's <laughs> flying. It's so I mean and the whole time I'm like, dude, they're not gonna they're not gonna end this with him like wrecking the car, are they? You know what I mean, then, like you're I mean, you're just like on the edge of your seat the entire time. Um, and, and you mentioned it earlier, beautifully shot too. I mean the colors. I mean there's this the the blur and the red of the blood and the stoplights reflecting off the rain and the blue police. Light, I mean just it's it's an intense wild ride, literally somewhere yeah. else to the hospital
0: well they end it at a great point too because it's just like he gets us to the hospital cut away yeah like he's saying how good help, at that and us. yeah they're they're good at that you know and they kind of do a similar thing where loki finds uh alex hears him screaming or yeah. whatever
1: yeah we don't need
0: it. you don't need any more than that and then you see the newspaper article later he's reunited with his family for the first time and like 20 years or something like that um that's all i have here i mean this was initially a i try my best to to keep best scenes and 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 moments edited down to 10 for time's sake Uh, this was initially at like 20 this was (laughs) very very hard to 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 narrow down um but i think for me like if i had to choose my, my my personal favorite scene, a moment. It's the one that I always think about when I think about this movie. It is the first torture sequence, which again, it's like I feel weird calling it my favorite scene. It's like I'm watching it all the time. It's just, it's the most intense. It's the most enthralling. It's the scene I think about whenever I see this movie. That, that is it. But I think a number, a close second, and it might be tied, is the final two I have listed here, which is the, uh, Keller Grizzler confront Holly Jones, realizing it was it was her all along, and then Loki saving Anna because it's just beautifully shot.
1: Yeah, all the all these are awesome. Um, the the scene you picked the 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 beginning of the torture with the sink and the hammer and everything that's absolutely what I think of when I think of the movie. It's the most memorable thing. Whenever I, you know, you you mentioned earlier, it, the movie might not be for everybody. And I was, I was a little hesitant when I was recommending it. Sorry, I'm going to sneeze here in a second. Um, uh, <laughs> when I was recommending it to my wife, because, I mean, she doesn't enjoy watching people get the shit beat out of them. You know, it, it's it's, yeah. it's it's not... Nobody, it's a hard thing to watch. Um, so it's a great scene. It's impactful to me. I'm going to... I, you know, I really liked this. I really respected the scene where they slowly come to the realization they're missing. I thought that was, was a a work of art. I mean, I, I, I'm going to go with that, but that, that got us kicked off in the exact right way for this movie. I thought, um, so I It's a good choice, but all of them, I mean, you can't go wrong here.
0: You can't go wrong with any, any of them. Uh, let us know in the comment section down below. What is your favorites? Um, it doesn't have to be on this list. it could be anyone. um Worst scenes and moments. I have nothing. I have nothing I
1: don't either I don't either i I actually you know talk- good
0: this is one of those rare movies where I like I think there's only been a handful where i I don't have any. I think Beauty and the Beast is one of them, hmm. and I can't remember the other one. It might be like Fight Club or something um i'll have to go back and and listen to that but i can't think of anything that's glaringly bad in this movie like there's nothing there's nothing it's a it's It's, almost freaking perfect movie
1: yeah there's definitely nothing bad there's definitely not um and i agree it almost is a perfect i mean i and honestly if (laughs) to be a little vulnerable here You've kind of cleared up a few things for me too. Like when I was like some of the things, like when I was talking about it, bumping up to a ninety-five, um, I wasn't quite as clear on the the motive. Um, I, I it's starting to all piece together a little better for me now that you're talking about it, and that that is is one of the things that brought me down a little bit originally um, from my initial one hundred. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, excuse me. Um. I don't I don't want to even say anything because there's nothing bad about the movie. I mean, the 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 few things that pull it off of perfect to me. I mean, there's a little bit I feel like I have to buy into a little bit with with how much people are brainwashed and um I don't know, it's kind of hard for me to I again, I, I don't want to say it's not I it doesn't take anything away from the movie from me except for maybe makes it not 100 is like I'm shocked he didn't eventually just talk. He got he got beat up so bad, like so he didn't bad. Sp- uh, sp- uh, sp- spill anything. He did know, and like, and I and it's kind of hard for me to believe that he, you know, people are like, but people are. Tra- I mean, Navy SEALs might be trained to withstand torture like that, but like a, a guy that's, you know, it's just that's a little bit like you have to like buy into it a little bit, and that pulled it down. He's probably terrified though. Yeah, I know. It's just he really got beat bad, <laughs> and like yeah. I, I like, <laughs> it's hard for me to like again. I, I don't even I hesitate to even mention stuff like that because and it's you might it's, not. It's being nitpicky, and I and uh, the movie is just rad. Well, <laughs> I mean, and,
0: and the thing is, I say it's almost perfect, but I have no thing that I can I can m- pick on here for worse scenes of the moment, So it kind of is a perfect movie. It it it, it, it truly is. is. Like it, I mean, it, that's why a, you're at a
1: 97 98 and i'm at a 95 i mean it's it's just an awesome movie
0: yeah yeah um best performance i think hugh jackman wins this one for me just by a tiny bit i know all right
1: yeah me too i mean me too he's he's hugh jackman's the, the answer i agree i, I think yeah. he's the best performance i mean i mean obviously jay I mean, the whole movie. Viola Davis is in this movie. She you can't yeah. you can't not discuss her. I I Hugh Jackman, Viola Davis, um, Jake Gyllenhaal, they're all
0: Paul Dano. Firing on
1: Paul Dano. Dano's, I mean, is he is, him and Evan yeah. Peters are never gonna get another date again in their life? They're just <laughs> the crew, I mean, they just play creepy. Well, Paul Dano uh, has
0: switched up recently. He played
1: uh, fablemans he was good in too yeah
0: the fablemans he played such a wonderful uh dad and
1: that yeah. and then of course he's in the riddler I he know, was very uh normal money. and not creepy <laughs>
0: he's dumb
1: money oh yeah he's, he's exploding kitten. i forgot the guy's name roaring kitten roaring
0: kitten i believe
1: um yeah yeah i haven't seen that yet but is that out yet
0: It's not, not out yet. I think it, well, I think in select cities it is. And then it's hopefully my theater will get it. It's currently not showing that it will be here. I think at least I hope it comes here. Um, Well, he's
1: the reason that movie, I think we talked about it one, one of the weeks on the show that like, that's, I was interested in that topic when it happened and I, the movie aspect of it is a is a little bit like roll my eyes at it kind of when I hear that they're making the movie. But when Paul dano's attached to it, i'm gonna i'm gonna I'm gonna get into it and I'm gonna see it and I'm gonna be excited to see it
0: yeah he uh, he's always throwing ninety eight miles an hour, you know he he's he's always ten or hundred and ten, whatever you wanna call it.
1: the huge admin is 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 my number one is my yeah, like same best here. Moments. and
0: let us know guys once again in the comment section down below. What is your favorite performance in this movie? Same goes for worst scenes of moments. Um, maybe there's some stuff in there that doesn't quite necessarily work for you. Uh, I would be glad to hear what those are. Uh, moving on to does this make sense award, which again is kind of a fun category. It's not supposed to be taken that seriously. Uh, do deer hunters usually kill doe? Um, in my experience, no. And that kind of rhymed, but like, in my experience that is that's not the case
1: Mm. um Uh, i don't usually i've never been usually have you ever been hunting i've never been hunting
0: like once or twice when or a couple times actually when i was a a a little kid i used to go hunting with my my grandfather but i I never shot anything yeah i mean Uh, we're
1: in the minority from wilson north carolina i mean that was a, a hot place to hunt Uh, I just Googled it. Uh, I just said, can you hunt female deer in Pennsylvania? And it says, when the Pennsylvania hunting season, wait, the regular firearm season to hunt both buck and doe in Pennsylvania is November 26th to December 10th. So it looks like there's about two weeks you can do it.
0: Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. I mean, I just, in my experience, I think you can, but a lot of hunters do not. Because this is what keeps...
1: Yeah. That. I think a lot of places you can't. I think you're right, though. I think that does sound familiar. I think I think it probably has to do with population, just like uh, Manetti yeah. says.
0: Yeah. Uh, why didn't Keller have his gun, like, physically on him when he confronted Holly Jones? He just had it. Like, I, I guess he's bag? probably thinking to himself... Like, he, he had it in the bag. He's thinking to himself probably like, well... She's an old lady. I can physically intimidate her. Yeah, you know that. Kind of underestimated. Um, her.
1: Though that scene, I I enjoyed that scene a lot. I mean, obviously it's important to it, but it. Yeah. You know, he. I guess it. He got. I guess when it, when he gets when she points the gun at him, it's kind of like, well, what was what was your plan? <laughs> but maybe his plan. Maybe he. Well, no, I was going to say maybe he didn't expect her to catch on so fast, but he, I he think kind of like says it when he's, he's not anger. facing her. He's facing away from her, though, and he <laughs> says like. I forgot what he says, but he says yeah,
0: if I'm him, I'm not turning my back away from her.
1: Yeah. But, yeah. And then once once. You know, once he. Has the gun pointed, obviously you're having a gun pointed <laughs> at you regardless of how mad you are there's only so much you can do but she she uses that the the daughter card she, I mean, she she uses that to like be like that's your ticket to see her and it's like i mean now it's like the guns almost irrelevant like he's just gonna uh, he's going to do anything he can i mean he's he's still the same broken man that he's been for the last 2 hours and 33 minutes yeah
0: but i i do have a question to do- he's a I mean Hugh Jackman's a big man mm-hmm. did he not yeah. think to like she's old I'm gonna throw something this way and then dodge that way and then try to get her I mean life probably doesn't real life doesn't work that way I'm not someone you should probably take advice from <laughs> when it comes to having a gun pointed at you I've never had a gun pointed at me but um oh, yeah. like why didn't like those like did that? Those thoughts. Why did he really just
1: put claws through the through through her head? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, Logan. Um. Oh, um, I don't know. You know, I, I think my answer is probably that that it, your answer is what if he did like what's the answer is his daughter like he yeah. he doesn't know where she is he he needs her to,
0: and it falls right in line too with what has really been his driving motivation. The entire film is I will do anything to protect my daughter. I will drink this concoction. I will mm-hmm. do whatever you tell me. If you take me to my daughter. Um, yeah. So it, it's very fitting. And so those two things really, honestly, they kind of work for me. It's a, it seems like it was a half ass plan to from the jump because he was running from the police at this point
1: yeah he also um, it was it's not like he sat there yeah that's true he didn't he didn't like plan out this like heist he just went over there and grabbed his tools and like he yeah, barely no, even, i'm gonna, I'm gonna fix your door really for you yeah yeah um
0: yeah but i do have one serious question did anyone hear a gunshot when when holly popped off one in a residential area when just a few days ago kids have been kidnapped
1: yeah that's a good that's a good they they do you don't even think about it during the movie because like the yard is so just the way their yard is i don't know it it almost feels like two different when you see the view from the front of the house like when he's watching paul dano walk the dog or when Loki pulls in the driveway and then you see the view from the back of the house with the car and like where the action takes place in the hole and stuff, it kind of feels like two different how like it, it, it's almost like it feels like two such different set pieces that it's hard to even once you're in the backyard. I feel like they're off the face of the earth. Like they're in like, they're in like a remote ranch somewhere. Kind of. That's the way it felt. But it, so it didn't even like ring to me when that happened, but that doesn't make, that doesn't make sense as a good ad. Yeah,
0: because I, I do know that like you show fireworks in in like North Carolina or something like that, where it's fireworks are not legal. Like it's yeah. at least I think they're not legal. They're not legal. Right. I'm pretty sure they're not.
1: Uh, I have been, I have run from the cops when I was like 14 for setting off like, uh, uh, you remember like, <laughs> dry ice bombs where you put dry ice in like a, a bottle and yes. like shake them up and throw them? We were doing them at Forest Hills Middle School in like trash cans. Me and like just the guys, you know, Jackson, Frank, and uh, Francis, um, everybody we were doing, it. it was blowing up. And uh, and all that of a sudden, sense. like a bunch of cop cars turned on in the Kmart parking lot across the street and started zooming across. We're like, oh, shit. we made it like 20 yards. <laughs> they were like, stop. And they were because the people at uh, like it was behind Harris Teeter, you know, that or the old Harris yeah. Teeter oh, shopping yeah. center, and they mm-hmm. w- w- called in like reports of gunshots behind the store. And uh, I mean, it was we just went home afterwards, but it was, it was my, my, I don't even know what your question was anymore, but <laughs> it just <reminded> me
0: <laughs> of it. You almost shit your pants in that moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah I, I, I think honestly, you know, I have heard, you know, of, of hunters killing does. I just, in my experience, it's not really frowned upon uh, as, as much. Um, the two middle ones, why didn't Keller have his gun on him and confronted Holly Jones? Why doesn't Keller turn over power Holly? It's very fitting. And what's going on in the moment, it's a half ass plan. On top of that, it's very much in character with everything he's done. She throws out the daughter card, like you said, and he'll do anything for his daughter. He's not thinking about it. Um, but that last one, yeah, yeah,
1: that's a that's a yeah.
0: good one. Yeah, I think I think that one goes for an otherwise perfect movie. That is a very 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 small nitpick. Um, let us let us know in the comment section down below What's something in this movie that does not make sense to you. Um, maybe it's us doing this entire podcast and you don't agree with us. Let us know. Uh, MVP. This is it's Jake Gyllenhaal to me. He's it's either Jake Gyllenhaal
1: or it's Hugh Jackman. And it's it's got to be one of them. And one of them needs the prestigious Ben and Walker movie show awards. They both <laughs> need to be recognized. So if we pick Hugh Jackman for that one, we got to pick him for this one.
0: I mean, we're better than the Oscars. Come on now. <laughs> but yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal is, is to me the MVP of the movie. He he is the avatar for the audience. he's also just a very
1: interesting and eclectic and, and just a a intense character that does not get, like I mentioned earlier, it doesn't, it's not necessary to have like a big backstory or, or exposition about him and, and what (laughs) drives or motivates him because his performance is so great. We don't need it because we can just, we, we can get inside his head from the first moment. We meet him, um, I think. And and I don't think other people could do that. I, I think some... I mean, it's testament to the writing, but it, it more so the perform. I don't think there's a lot of people out there that, that could pull it off like him.
0: No, no. I completely agree. I think, again, he is the character that I feel like most audiences can relate to the most. He is the, the character that is is tested a lot and is the one that does lose his cool, but it's the one that kind of keeps the faith in the movie. Ultimately. Um But at the end of the day, Walker, why would you recommend this movie? I mean it's <laughs> literally You made everything... a good point
1: earlier that it may not be for everybody. I understand that, but but I would recommend it if I mean, if you love suspense and you love thrillers and mysteries, um, this thing keeps you on the edge of your seat from the first moment to the last. It is masterfully written. I think it, it, it's the ride you take and how they they, they leave a trail of, of clues for you to follow and different things to throw the scent off here and there. I mean, it... I mean, it's just awesome. I mean, it's just a great thrill. And, and 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 it's we've mentioned it so many times, and it can't be said enough that every performance in this movie. I mean, this thing's it's just a plus in writing, a plus in acting, and 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 when you get the two of those together, it and especially in an intense subject matter like this, it is so thought provoking, conversational. I mean, I I I think this movie's a just a fantastic movie that I, 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 I highly recommend to a lot of people. I do understand what you mentioned earlier, that it may not be for the like a hundred percent of people, but it, if I think it is for someone, it feels like the easiest recommendation in the world. Kind of. It just feels like if I, if I think it's the right match, I think you're going to really love it. Yeah,
0: I, I completely agree. I, I think this is a, like I've been saying this entire podcast, I think this is, this is a almost i i i, I always hesitate to say it but it's it's a perfect movie i do i think it's it's pretty flawless i think it's perfectly well acted perfectly well directed um there's the, no notes no notes and it's very rare for for me to to say that about a movie i think this movie is pretty spectacular and you know it's not one that i, I go back to to watch an awful lot because of its subject matter, it's difficult. It's very, very hard to to sit there and, and watch um, a movie that has this subject matter, especially if you are a parent. But it sure. is one that I would highly recommend because it, it deals with, again, even talking about it out loud, I realize how many religious overtones this movie kind of has. A lot. Um, I, I just... It, which really resonates with me. I, I think this is a, a terrific film
1: and I, I cannot recommend it enough. Uh, I don't have anything else to say about it. Really Walker. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm just glad we got to watch it again. Cause it, it really kind of cemented itself as like a top tier movie for me. This, this yeah. go around it, it, put it in like that, that short list of, of all times for me. It's just awesome. When something can sneak in there. I mean, it, it's just a great, great movie. I don't know think That uh, I think that does it, yeah. For this I think week's I show. Would,
0: I, Anything else? I was gonna say, I, I think I would put it above uh, Wolf of Wall Street as my uh, second favorite movie of of, of
1: 2013. Yep, I'll have to re re take a look at it, but yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely up there for me. I mean, it's at the top of, of, of the decade. For me, or, or I mean, it's it's the top of all time for me. I mean, it's 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 an excellent movie. I mean, it's it's up there, yeah. um, in my on my list. But I uh, that's another deep dive in the books for us. Thank you, Ben, for joining me. I uh, thank you all again so much for listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Thank you for watching. If you're catching us on YouTube, we really appreciate the patience with us last week as we figure everything out. Our goal is to bring you great content that you enjoy. Uh, we'll be back next week with our, regularly, or our regular weekly show and we'll, we'll talk more things movies. Um, but let us know in the comments what you thought of Prisoners. Let us know what you're thinking of our show. Please be sure to subscribe for more deep dives and more movie talk. But with that said, this was Ben and Walker, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>